Iranians have been blamed for distributed denial of a service attacks against American banks, as well as the destruction of data of 30,000 personal computers at Saudi Aramco a year ago. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the cyber threat from Iran, I'm pleased to be joined by Jason Healy, Director of the Cyber Statecraft Initiative at the Atlantic Council, a nonpartisan think tank focused on promoting transatlantic cooperation and international security. Healy recently co-authored an article entitled, Iran, How a Third-Tier Cyber Power Can Still Threaten the United States. Thanks, Jason, for taking time to chat. Thank you, Eric. You characterize Iran as a third-tier cyber power. What's the difference of a first-tier, second-tier, third-tier cyber power? <laughs> it's an interesting distinction because we were stuck with this myth that any two kids in their basement can take down the Internet. So a lot of people even resist thinking about first-tier, second-tier, third-tier. When we were talking to other experts in this, that the U.S., China, Russia were, were in the first tier, meaning that they could gain access to just about any system they need, not just using the Internet, but industrial control systems, having spies go in and do a black bag job to gain access to it and, and, and to help gain electric access to it later. And we don't see that Iran can, can do much of that. Moreover, the best countries could not just take something down, but keep it down over time, like uh, the United States appears to have done with Stuxnet. But compare that with what you just said for Shamoon, this attack against Saudi Aramco that seems to have taken down 30,000 computers. Yes, Iran was able to take them down, but they weren't able to keep them down. And the Saudis were able to bring their computers back up with no loss to oil production. If that was the Iranians' goal, they failed in that goal. And we don't think a third-tier power would, would, would have necessarily failed. Are the Iranians the equivalent of a neighborhood thug? <laughs> Iran certainly seems to be a regional cyber power, um, but we don't see them to be a, a world cyber power in this. To me, Iran and North Korea fit into my crazy bastard categories, where they're probably not irrational, but they are going to be doing unexpected things that are outside of the norm of normal national security conflict between nations. Usually you can, you can predict when China is going to strike out or Russia is going to strike out or, or the United States is going to strike out because it fits in part of, a, of a, an existing conflict. North Korea and Iran, because they're always at conflict with their neighbors, it's much more difficult to predict when they're going to do something. How worried should, uh, say, American businesses or the American government be about cyber threats originating in Iran? U.S. companies and government should be appropriately cautious. Iran is a third-tier power. We haven't seen that they have the capability to really bring down American infrastructure. You know, even the DDoSs against the bank, yes, they're a hassle and they might affect us around the margins, but let's face it, the bank's profits have been in the billions these last few quarters, so obviously they're not that bad. Where we really worried about Iran isn't a couple different things. One, they might just get lucky. Uh, you know, it's a blind pig in the acorn story, and they might just actually be able to strike out and do some damage. Second is the things are so politicized, our relationships with Iran right now, that if they were to build up another large campaign, the U.S. and Israel are so tightly wound on Iran right now, it might be considered much more escalatory than the actual damage they cause. And you might see a very strong reaction in, in Israel or from the United States that's actually out of scale with what the Iranians actually did to us. Was Stuxnet out of scale? <laughs> it's a great question. Stuxnet was against these Iranian control systems that were controlling the Iranian centrifuges. So it was a, a centrifuge, subterfuge, I guess. And so I think in the U.S. and Israel, there's a sense that it was not out of 
scale, that it was, um, you know, if there were other programs out that seemed to have been killing Iranian nuclear scientists, to the covert operations community, yeah, Stuxnet was seen as you know, a small step for covert actions. I think for cyber conflict, Stuxnet was a giant leap because it was the first attack that was really going against industrial control systems. So in one sense, I don't think Stuxnet was was, was that big because it was in line with the tit-for-tat that it's been going back and forth covertly between Iran and Israel and the U.S. certainly was a big step for cyber conflict. I don't see any evidence yet that Iran is going to be a greater threat, that the way they're organized, that they're going to be able to move up to that first tier anytime soon. Some of the people that we had talked to for the story, particularly Dmitry Alperovich of CrowdStrike, who first put them in the third tier category, is starting to see them work up. So there is starting to be more concern, especially in the way that Iran uses proxies, both for groups like the non-states that have been going after the, the banks, as well as their use, uh, connections to Shia groups especially. There's a lot more concern that they might be able to get more physical access to groups that they could get more non-states involved in to their cause. Dimitri and others feel we, the times when we could consider them third tier are starting to be in the rearview mirror. Who's behind the cyber threats emanating from Iran? Is it the government, which now has a supposedly more moderate new president? Is it the Islamic Revolutionary Guard, others? We're certainly hopeful that with the new president of Iran in that we that we will start seeing a, a migration of the conflict away from cyber. There's reasons to be hopeful for that because at the end of the day, we do believe it is the, the Revolutionary Guards in particular that has their finger on the triggers. And of course, the new president isn't doesn't have direct access of the Revolutionary Guards. So there are reasons to be hopeful and we're, we're going to be continuing to watch for those signs. Should Israel, should the United States avoid Stuxnet uh, type attacks against Iran in the near future? If I heard what you said earlier, it sounds like it would be maybe counterproductive. It would just be this tit-for-tat response. Yes, I completely understand the point of view in Washington, D.C., in Jerusalem and other places that says Iran is so dangerous that covert steps like Stuxnet are completely worth it to delay one of the worst regimes in the world from getting the most awful weapons. That certainly has a logic to it. For two reasons, I believe actions like Stuxnet are not in the long-term United States interest. First is the very direct one, countries with glass infrastructure shouldn't throw stones. We have now made it okay. We've now taught the world that this is both acceptable and possible, and neither side of that is in the direct U.S. interest. Cyberspace is still relatively new, and its future is a jump ball. It might turn out that cyberspace is far more sensitive to nation-state conflicts than we know today, and that if now that the U.S. has made this as an acceptable norm to go out and attack other countries' infrastructures, we could see a tremendous increase in these kinds of attacks. It, you know, Eric, most of the people that listen to your podcast know that it's always been easier to attack than defend in cyberspace. But it doesn't have to be that way. If nations are going out and attacking each other like Stuxnet, it might be that attack isn't just easier, it becomes way easier. And that the job for us defenders is going to be significantly, significantly worse than it is today. It's just possible that we could make defense better than offense and that the defenders are on the high ground. And I think actions like Stuxnet 
that are so against America's stated strategy in cyberspace make that much, much, much less likely. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Eric. I've been speaking with Jason Healy of the Atlanta Council about the Iranian cyber threat. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.